We know Lamar Jackson wants one thing, and that is a Super Bowl. But how would winning the big game impact his legacy? All that and more coming up on a bonus edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thanks so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. That's in video form on YouTube and audio form wherever you get your shows. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. We have another bonus episode in the books for you here today. As I know, again, I'm still new with doing these bonus episodes, but I've recorded with Rocker DeSangro, Fox 45, and then obviously more stuff dropped, so had to push it back. And now, again, it's a good conversation. I want to have people hear it, so we're going to be putting it out here today. I'm really excited. We're going to talk about Lamar's legacy and how winning the Super Bowl would impact that and playoff opponents. Obviously, Maybe at the time you're listening to this, some games have been completed. Maybe all the games have been completed. We now know who the Ravens are playing, but Rocco and I will talk about that and what we thought at the time were going to be some good playoff matchups. And then we'll also talk about the latest we knew about the coaching carousel as well. So without any further ado, here's our conversation now with Rocco DeSangro. Rocco, I mean, this is exciting for the Ravens now. They haven't won the Super Bowl yet, but I think that for a lot of people – they're the favorite. They're they looked at as the best team in the league. Still got to take care of business, obviously. But the way Lamar Jackson's playing, the way that defense is playing, man, I, I don't know right now who I'd take over. Kevin, I'm struggling with that as well, honestly. Like the Ravens are the one seed. It's similar to 2019. They have the first round by, but unlike 2019, this team is it feels like this team is built differently than that 2019 team because those are going to be the comparisons that's the last time the Ravens were in this position with the one seed the first round by the MVP front runner at quarterback that went on to win it Lamar Jackson so there are a lot of similarities in that aspect but team wise this is a much better offense this is a much better defense the defense they just went out and won the triple crown so statistically they are just incredible and to be giving up the amount of points that they're giving up right now, points allowed, um, clicking on all cylinders, the players they have, Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton on the defensive side of the ball, both being named to the NFLPA All-Pro team. Um, Lamar on the offensive side of the ball, the same thing, and it's a guy that's probably going to win his second MVP unless I'm missing something right now. He's, he's a shoe-in to win it. So this team right now, what they're doing this season and how they're set up and they're positioned – I like the Ravens' odds, I really do, of getting to the Super Bowl and potentially winning it. But one game at a time, one day at a time, like these guys say all the time. Yes, the mentality, I think, is what the mentality you have to have if you want to go that far. And obviously, Lamar Jackson has kind of been at the forefront of that. Everybody's taken his locked-in interview that he had with Evan Washburn after that Miami game on CBS, and Cam Newton talked about it. But I think for Lamar, something that he said that was really interesting, and it was, you know, talk with Tom Brady, and it was a really great conversation, but he said that, look, he never won a state championship in high school, never won a national championship in college. This is the stage. This is the moment. He wants to be a champion. And if he wins this thing, Rocco, just to, let's just assume for a second the Ravens do win the Super Bowl. 
How do you think it would impact Lamar's legacy? Because you just talked about it, right? Really, he's going to be the two-time MVP. I really don't see how he wouldn't be at this point. But assuming he wins that too, this is a guy that has improved every single season. Sure, he doesn't have the most passing yards in NFL history. We'll never have that. Probably not the most passing touchdowns either. But we've seen it with his ability not only to pass the football effectively, to run it. And then also with him being a leader, how do you think, it's kind of like the cliche question, right? How do you think a Super Bowl would impact Lamar's legacy, especially him doing it at 27 years old? To be 27 years old and to have two MVPs, which he's well on his way to doing, and then to add a Super Bowl, what's the biggest argument people have when you're talking about the greatest players of all time? And in that conversation, like even to have that conversation about someone, it's okay, this guy's not in that conversation because he's missing a ring. That's the argument with some of these players. It's like, okay, he was really good, but he doesn't have that Super Bowl trophy. So in that conversation, some people think that point is like, all right, it's null and void as far far as that conversation goes. If Lamar Jackson wins two MVPs and then wins a Super Bowl, you can't keep this guy out of Canton. He's a surefire Hall of Famer. And I would go as far as to say that right now, like he's well on his way to going because what he's done for this game, the way he's been able to just, he's that guy week in and week out. And people are going to look at the numbers sometimes. People are going to be like, oh yeah, he doesn't have the numbers to be MVP. If you've sat down and watched a Ravens game this season, and if you haven't, I would implore you to do so. Just watch Lamar Jackson. Just watch when he makes something out of nothing. The way he moves, the way he throws, um, some of the plays he make, makes, and you're just like, you sit back in your in your chair or you sit back, you're, you're sitting at the kitchen table and you're like, damn, this, this guy, what he just did, like I can't even wrap my head around it because some of what he's done, we haven't seen players do before. And like Patrick Mahomes has that effect as well, like what he does, what he's able to do with the football. But Lamar Jackson, he adds a Super Bowl to his resume. You're not going to be able to keep this guy out of Canton. You're not. And I, I would, you know, if, if you disagree with that, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the guy's going to go in. And I think the there there are two parts of this. One, I feel like even if Lamar wins the Super Bowl, somehow there will be these crazy narratives. Uh, well, he didn't do it before, and he's the, the 2019 team, and, and people are just going to keep finding excuse after excuse. And it's honestly ridiculous that it's going to come to that. But I think I, I can tell from a mile away, Rocco, I'm sure you can also, that people will still try to create narratives to, again, downplay Lamar's accomplishments, which I think we've seen happen, not only NFL, I mean, college, we saw it. He's been doubted for years and years and years now. But let, let's do the flip side of this for a second, Rocco, mm -hmm. because let's say he gets to the Super Bowl and he loses it. To me, I think that it's a step in the right direction. I mean, what have we what have we seen with this Ravens team over the course of the past? Well, really, ever since they won the Super Bowl, they haven't been back to the AFC Championship since then. Lamar, he's won one playoff game in his career. That would signify he's won two. But I also think, and we'll get to this a little later, with the way that this team has just dominated for most of this season. You look at the past two Super Bowl runner-ups, right? You look at Cincinnati. You look at Philadelphia. Cincinnati has been in a, you know, they were injured all season. Joe Burrow goes out. There's no guarantee that they ever make it back. And with Philadelphia, they've been in a free fall for the past, what, month, month and a half. There's no guarantee if you get there and lose it, you're ever going to get back and win it. So what do you think the thing would be for Lamar if he maybe loses a Super Bowl and then has to work to get back there? I think there's going to be a lot of criticism, but it's nothing different than Lamar's faced throughout the entirety of his career. People look at the playoff record right now. Lamar can't get out of the second round. It's like, okay, like 
if he does, if he gets the Ravens to a Super Bowl, that is a step in the right direction. To Lamar, I think he's going to look at that and be completely just pissed off. And he's going to look at that as, as a failure in his eyes. And a lot of Ravens fans might look at that the same way because his team is positioned to do something great this season. They really are. They're in a great position. And Lamar, he's the conductor. He's, he's doing what he can week in and week out to get them there. And he's lo- the, the Cam Newton, when he's uh, talking about Lamar being locked in, it is funny to hear him say that, but this dude means business. He is locked in. Like he's so fired up to try to get this team there. He hears the outside noise. He's got the chip on his shoulder and he knows there's so many doubters out there. So for Lamar Jackson to get there, it would be a step in the right direction. But if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, there are going to be probably more critics than ever because now the narrative is going to be Lamar Jackson can't win a Super Bowl if he doesn't. So I really hope for Lamar's case for this Ravens team that they can get there, they can take care of business and do it because these guys talk about it. Odafe Owe, Odell Beckham Jr., both of them saying this is the best team they've been on from from a camaraderie standpoint, from a chemistry standpoint since college. And talent-wise, I would probably say that these guys think the same thing. This is such a talented group. So, Kevin, they can do it. They can get there. The question is, can they win it? But – I truly think they can. And I I mean, this team, they they absolutely believe that they can hoist that Lombardi trophy high. And Lamar's ready. I mean, he said, you know, talking with Tom Brady that he, he's excited to be in the playoffs and be healthy again for these moments. And he's ready to kind of rewrite this recent Ravens history that's gone on in the playoffs with the losing in the wild card, losing in the divisional round. So I'm excited for it, but I think it would impact Lamar's legacy in terms of, right, 27 years old to have two MVPs. Now, again, is this one going to be unanimous? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, he has my vote. Maybe Josh Allen, McCaffrey, but regardless, he has at least one unanimous MVP, another, what I think, coming down the docket here, and then a Super Bowl, and I'd assume he'd win the Super Bowl MVP if he does win it. I, I don't necessarily you know. Maybe Zay has a big game, or Kyle Hamilton has three pick sixes or something. I don't know, but I think that Lamar would win the Super Bowl MVP, and that'd be huge. And I think it's just award on top of award on top of every record he's already set. And that, to me, I think has been just stacking legacy moment on legacy moment for him. Absolutely. And there's only one trophy, though, that Lamar cares about, and that is the Lombardi trophy. But MVP conversation, back to that, just looking at the list of two-time MVPs, people who have won two-plus MVPs, every player who is eligible – has already been inducted into the Hall of Fame. And there are, I believe, two or three that aren't eligible yet, but will be. They're active, and they're well on their way to the Hall of Fame as well. I mean, it's it's going to happen. And I think the three players that aren't in right now, there could be one more. But off the top of my head, it's, it's Mahomes, it's Rodgers, who are both active, and then Tom Brady, who's not yet eligible. So that's an incredible elite list to be on if Lamar Jackson does win that second MVP. But – like we've said before, like we've heard him say, he cares about one trophy only, and that's the Lombardi. Yeah, can't can't dispute that list. Anybody that's on it, and of course, if Lamar joins it, can't dispute him being on it either. Coming up, though, we'll talk a bit about the Ravens and their playoff opponents at this time. We still don't know officially who they are going to play, so we'll get into a little bit of speculation about who we want to see the Ravens play and more. Stay tuned for that. A lot to get to on Lockdown Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by Game Time, and there have been plenty of frustrating ticket-buying experiences in my life. Sometimes I wasn't sure if the seats were great. Sometimes I couldn't find those last-minute tickets. Sometimes there were no good deals, and there are a lot of other reasons, too. But you shouldn't have to worry about that when you're buying tickets for your next big event because Game Time is the fast and easy way 
Do you buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you? With Carol Last Minute Deals All in Prices, use some receipt and the best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And the Game Time app has a ton of great things, obviously, in the Baltimore area. No Ravens game this weekend, but divisional round, AFC Championship. The Ravens will have plenty of opportunities to get those tickets in, and Game Time is a place to go looking for them. Game Time has last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, views from all the season, the venue. Plus, they're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Game Time has all-in prices that show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Plus, they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on your tickets. With zone deals, you pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for big-time savings. Take the guess we're going to buy tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code locked on for $20 dollars for first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code locked on, spell L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Download game times with Asmund Estic's lowest price guarantee. We're back on our second segment, Locked On Ravens. Kevin Allstriker still here with Rocco DeSangro. And Rocco, the Ravens, they're not going to get to handpick their opponent, but they will play the lowest remaining seed out of the teams who come out of the AFC. Now, again, at the time of this recording, we don't know who Baltimore is is going to be playing. I think it's kind of fun. If you're listening to this after we know, you can kind of hear Rocco and I, uh, were we right? Were we right to like this team or not? Does this team even win in advance? But you have a couple of really good matchups here. And I think the one that has people the most intrigued is that four or five matchup between the Browns and the Texans. Because I think right now, our friends over at FanDuel, if I'm not mistaken, they have the Browns favored in this one. But I do think that with what Houston has done this season and, and everything there, either one of those teams would be interesting, but there's obviously the huge Flacco storyline. I think that's kind of where people are looking right now, but to me, Rocco, it's not even about Joe. It's about the defense. Like, like miles Garrett, I think assuming TJ Watt is not going to play in the playoffs or clearly won't be hundred percent. I think miles is, the best defensive player in the AFC here when you talk about who the Ravens could go up against. So that four or five matchup, you have Houston with CJ Stroud balling, but there's a lot of youth on that team too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's, I mean, the matchups that me personally, just from a storyline standpoint, I would love for the Ravens to play either the Browns, Joe Flacco coming back here to M&T Bank Stadium to Baltimore. Uh, curious to see how that reception would be. I'm sure there would be mixed cheers, mixed boos. But when when game time actually begins, I'm sure Ravens fans, the majority of them would be booing the hell out of Joe Flacco because he's the opposition at that point in time. But I, I don't know. But Browns, Steelers, I would love a division rival just from a fan or, you know, someone that's going to be watching the game standpoint, because there's going to be so much to talk about, talk about the Steelers. They just beat the Ravens in the final week of the season, but, but who did the Ravens have out there on the field? And that's not a knock against their backups, but Lamar Jackson didn't play. Roquan Smith didn't play. Kyle Hamilton didn't play. A ton of other guys didn't play. I would love to see, obviously the Steelers did beat the Ravens earlier in the season when those guys did play in Pittsburgh, but the Ravens were not yet at their best. I would love to see the Raven Steelers when the Ravens are at their best, especially when the Steelers just got in uh, to the playoffs. Not only that, when they beat the Ravens, the Ravens backups, they were playing, uh, uh, what, what's, what's the song? It was like, walk into your trap, take over your trap. Yeah, That's uh -huh. playing in the locker room, going nuts. I think that was the caption of the, uh, the Steelers social media team. So if you, if you don't think guys like Roquan Smith and Lamar Jackson and other leaders on the team saw that, 
you're sadly mistaken because for one, if I'm Roquan Smith, I'm watching that video. If if the Steelers do, if the Steelers do play the Ravens, I'm posting that everywhere for our guys to see in the locker room. And they are watching that and just saying, you know what, these guys, these guys came in here. They thought they, they thought they were good. They thought they were, you know, great. They picked up a win over us, but it was our backups. Like, let's show them what our team is made of when we're out there, our starters, the team that has gotten us to this point in time. And you know, see if they can walk into the trap and take over the trap again, because I doubt that's going to happen. Do you think there's any chance, any chance for you that Pittsburgh walks into Buffalo and beats the Bills to even have the opportunity to go to Baltimore and play the Ravens? Kevin, I don't want to say that there's a 0% chance, but I don't see it happening. I really don't with, especially with TJ Watt not playing. I mean, that's that's your defensive leader. That's the heart and soul of the defense. That's arguably the defensive player of the year right there. He's been having a fantastic season. And when he goes when he goes down against Baltimore, I mean, there were so many Steelers fans that were just holding their breath, hoping he was okay. And then when the news came out about the knee and, you know, he was going to miss this game, it was like, oh, okay, dang, like, I don't know. So what Steelers team are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that has – struggled this season or the one that's played up to the level of its opponents this season in a good way. That's the question, but I see Buffalo winning the game. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Could be on freezing cold takes, but you know, we'll know when that game ends. Yeah. I'll, I'll send this clip over to freezing cold takes if, uh, <laughs> if that happens. So don't, you'll, you'll have your moment to shine. It would, don't be, worry. It would, be, an, it would be an honor for me to be on freezing cold takes. <laughs> see, actually I've, I've been on freezing cold takes, but it's been for a good reason. I can't, it was a couple of weeks ago and I can't remember the tweet it was, but like they retweeted, I guess it was maybe a screenshot of someone else's cold take. And I'm like, well, it's not mine and I'm getting the, so I don't care. So it might, <laughs> might as well. So I, I, I was on freezing cold takes, but it was a good thing. So I, I guess we have a good little relationship, them and I. And I think it's interesting because the three, six matchup, Miami was my dark horse Super Bowl contender this year. And I loved their roster. I loved what they did, but I mean, let's face it, Rocco. They're just injured as anyone right now when you talk about the playoffs they had to sign I think three pass rushers in one day one including Justin Houston former Raven over there but they're going to Arrowhead going to Kansas City that weather is going to (laughs) be absolutely brutal for anybody let alone that Miami team for Kansas City again the Ravens cannot mathematically play the Bills or the Chiefs until the AFC championship so Miami would have to be the team that if Buffalo wins and Miami wins then Miami's the one that plays the Ravens in the divisional round. Does Miami scare you at all? I mean, this is a team the Ravens put up 50-plus on. It wasn't really a close game. Things can be different. Miami didn't have Jalen Waddell or Raheem Mostert in that game, Robert Hunt. But it just feels like there's a new injury every single week with them. And if Miami had to go back to MNT Bank Stadium, I mean, what's not to say that that outcome happens again? Do I think it's another uh, 56 to 19 blowout if they play? No, but I think the Ravens beat them handily again because of the injuries that Miami, if you ask me like middle of the season, does Miami scare you in, in the postseason? I think I said it, I was on Ryan's show and I was like, I was like, yeah, like Miami, you know, a little bit, but the truth is like, they haven't beaten anybody really that good this season. And you know, they go in there, they're competitive with the Ravens. If they were, I'd have a different opinion. And yes, they were down Raheem Mostert. Yes, they were down Jalen Waddell. And defensively, they're dealing with a boatload of injuries. They just brought in Justin Houston. So it's like, former Raven, by the way, 
But this is a team that has just suffered injury after injury after injury. They can't catch a break. But I think the Ravens would beat them if they're healthy, like 100%. Now we're not going to know that, but I think it would be a similar result with maybe a different score. Um, maybe not the Ravens putting up 56 points, but you really don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. But, no, Miami does not scare me right now. And I – I feel like, again, maybe if you're listening to this, it's after that fact. Maybe Miami just boat races Kansas City, and we're talking about them. I mean, anything can happen in these playoffs. So, again, yeah, Rocco, we, we might be seeing our faces on a couple of freezing cold takes. I'll, I'll join you. I'll join you in that. But I feel like it's the, the AFC Championship game would be good. Obviously, you got to win the divisional first. The Ravens did not do that in 2019. But out of Buffalo and Kansas City, which one of those teams scares you more if you're the Ravens? Um, it would, you said out of Buffalo and Kansas city, which team scares me more? Yeah, it's probably, I don't want to say scares me more, but I would say, um, the team that least want to play, like if, if I had to pick would be Kansas city just because of Patrick Mahomes. And I know that they've dealt with drop passes and they're not as good as they have been in year, years past, but Kansas City is always a team that just seems to come alive in the playoffs. And I think the Ravens would take care of them as well. Like there's not a team in the AFC right now that really scares me for Baltimore because of how well they played. And if they're at a hundred percent health is going to be key. Of course, I don't see the Ravens losing. I, I really don't. I think they are just that good right now on both sides of the ball. The only team that is going to beat the Ravens right now is the Baltimore Ravens. Truthfully, I, I really do believe that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but just looking at who's in the AFC, there's not a team that scares me. Now, if I have to play the Ravens, the Ravens scare me if I'm the opposition, and they should. One seed, first round bye, and it's different, like we said, from 2019 with the talent that they have on both sides of the ball. And we talked about the gauntlet that they were going to face. Like, they went four and or three and one, four and one in that they, they had one loss, and that was to Pittsburgh with the Ravens backups playing. So they could have easily gone four and oh in that stretch. That's what we were concerned about at the time. How are they gonna how are the Ravens gonna handle this after the bye, kind of going up against these teams? And they took care of business. So so for that, there's there's not a team that scares me for the Ravens right now. Yeah, the Ravens are the test, right? That, that's exactly what it is, where you mentioned that gauntlet coming out of the bye, and what did they do? It was, oh, well, the 49ers are this next test for the Ravens. Can they pass that? The Dolphins are this next test for the Ravens. Can They, they passed every test. I mean, they got a character win against the Rams, and they figured everything out. They are now the test. And coming up in the final part of the show, we'll talk a little bit about the Ravens coaching staff because they did a really good job. This obviously doesn't happen without those coaches, but the coaching carousel is on fire right now. We're going to be talking about some of the Ravens coaches that are involved in that and if they could be losing a couple of them. Stay tuned for that. A lot to get to on the show. First, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's really scary. And I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, it'll be okay because of Jace Medical, though. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial infections and illnesses like UTI, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. 
This stuff could happen to any of us. This is JaceMedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to JaceMedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. We're back rounding out locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostriker, Rocco DeSangro, still talking football here, talking Ravens. They are in the middle of their bye week, and they will soon find out, at least the time we're recording this, we don't know yet, who the Ravens are going to be playing on the divisional weekend as we have a super wild card weekend. So I guess advantage Ravens, right, when you talk about what I would assume here, Rocco, is the Ravens probably play on Saturday in the divisional round. What we do know is Mike McDonald will be on that sideline. Tom Malkin will be in that booth. But after the playoffs... Is that going to stay the case? The Ravens have had both of their coordinators put in requests. Well, they have been requested for interviews. Mike McDonald getting multiple offers. Well, not offers, but requests. And then <laughs> Todd Munkin, same thing. Anthony Weaver also in that mix is the associate head coach slash defensive line guy. So this is kind of what it's been, Rocco, over the course of Baltimore's franchise history. Now, we're not going to know anything that happens until, you know, Baltimore's run is over, I would think. But this is an opportunity for a guy like Mike McDonald, a guy like Todd Monk, and to maybe take that next step in their coaching career. Now, it's interesting because those guys have had very different careers. Todd Munkin, this is his third stop as an NFL offensive coordinator. Obviously, Tampa and Cleveland being the other two. Also was the architect over at Georgia, back-to-back national champion teams. Mike McDonald, the architect, kind of turned that Michigan defense around under Jim Harbaugh. So he, he's been a Harbaugh guy for life with, with his coaching career for the most part. But could you see the Ravens losing one or both coordinators because, you know, it's, it's a different year every year and, and there's no guarantee that next year is like this year for the Ravens? I could, and here's why. And I would I would hate it because it's been really cool to see the development of Lamar under Todd Munkin. It's been really cool to see the development of Kyle Hamilton and others under Mike McDonald. And those two, they just both unbelievable coordinators. And what they're doing – it's a big part of why the Ravens are so successful this season on both sides of the ball. But I want to point you in the direction of the Eagles last season. And I know they didn't win the Super Bowl, but getting there, their coordinators were both hot commodities. And now they both have head coaching positions in Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. Steichen, the OC last year, went to the Colts. Gannon, the DC last year, ended up going to the Cardinals. So it's a possibility that it happens. And it would suck for Ravens fans because they're getting so attached to both of these guys right now. But with success, it, this is what this is what comes with it. It's your coordinators are going to be looked at. People are going to be trying to pull them away and hire them as head coaches. Mike McDonald's going to be a head coach at some point in time in this league. He's so young, so talented, what he's able to bring to the table. Todd Munkin, he's while he's been a head coach before, not at the NFL level, he could easily jump in and help a team out. And I think the teams are going to look at, look and see like, okay, what's Todd Munkin done with Lamar Jackson? How can he help our quarterback as well? Whether it's a Carolina with Bryce Young, whether it's a Los Angeles with Justin Herbert, I'm not saying that's where he's going to end up, but just looking at the quarterbacks that they have and how talented or potentially great they can be. It's like, okay, this guy did this with Lamar and helped out Lamar a lot, but Lamar has obviously helped out himself a ton too. It's not just Todd Munkin. Why can't he do that with our quarterback? It's a step in the right direction. So um, Ravens fans are funny on Twitter. We talked about it on Ryan's show. They're making up all these false, false allegations on Mike McDonald uh, saying he doesn't return shopping carts to parking spots. And like Mike McDonald, like, 
you know, he beat me up or something like that, trying to get him to stay and tagging these teams. Hey, maybe it'll work. Maybe that's the right tactic. But uh, Mike McDonald will be a head coach at some point in time. It's not a matter of when it's a matter of or not a matter of if it's a matter of when. Sorry. So whether it's this upcoming season or the season after that, I think this is a guy that's going to kind of have control over his own team and be a head coach at some point in time. Yeah, the best part of those is it is it is legitimately fooled people. Like I, I saw Commanders fans, for example, they were in like the comments of one of those posts saying like these Ravens fans actually got me. Like I thought that he was just this terrible person. <laughs> like, I've been laughing so hard. Obviously, like the good ones, like keep keep them like keep them good. Don't try to ruin the guys. Not that it's going to ruin his career or anything, right. but like you know, let's not get crazy. But a lot of them are just hilarious, and I've been like having fun scrolling through and seeing like, all right, when Mike McDonald, when a new, when a new uh, offer or not offer, like request to interview him comes up, like the tweets just roll down right away. It's like <laughs> clockwork. It's so funny. So shout out to Ravens flock for being entertaining during this time. Hey, they, they like their guys. Buck Walt used to say it all the time. We like our guys and uh, the Ravens fans certainly like their coaches. I don't, I don't blame them one bit, but an interesting conversation to kind of round this out Rocco about the coaching staff is it's interesting when you kind of request a coach that's beginning or in the middle of a playoff run, because obviously they have the success in the regular season. We saw that with McDonald, but what's to say that, for example, I don't think it's going to happen, but what if the Ravens defense just, you know, puts up a stinker in the divisional round or a terrible game in the AC championship and just doesn't have that same thing, or maybe the offense kind of stalls out. Does that maybe impact you if you're an organization? Would would that maybe hurt McDonald's case or hurt Munkin's case for a head coaching opportunity where a team's like, oh, we love this, we love this, and then they see maybe a playoff failure and they're like, uh, never mind. I think it always can because I mean, I'm not, we're not GMs, like we're not front office people. You and I, we're just, you know, we're talking right now, locked on Ravens, like we're we're talking about these guys, but I don't know what goes through the heads of gms um team owners like what they really like how much they really look at things like that like if i see that you know todd munkin has gradually helped this ravens offense over over the course of the season get to where they want to be and how he's just dialing up plays and like different guys are getting the ball and, and it's successful but that does all start with lamar jackson not every team has lamar jackson one team has lamar jackson and that's the baltimore ravens um but what Todd Munkin's done with, I believe it was in Tampa, or sorry, in Cleveland and in Tampa both, but Baker Mayfield was pretty dang successful under him. And I think it was the Browns or the, yeah, it was the Browns had the um, offensively, like they, they were at like a high for that season as far as like that year went under Todd Munkin, like um, points wise and Baker Mayfield had a great year. And it was like, all right, Todd Munkin, what he's done there, what he's done here. Um, he's a guy that's definitely going to get looks, whether he stays or goes is that, that I'm not sure. Does he want to stay an offensive coordinator? Um, something he's been, or does he want to try to go that route and be a head coach? Because for a lot of these guys, it, it can be a small window at times. If, if you're unsuccessful, a team, like you said, might be like, all right, now we're good. Or you might interview like not so well, or someone else may come up and be available. So the opportunity, like I'm sure they're going to take the interviews. It's all about, do they want to go into that position and do these teams want them? Does the interview go well? But um, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see.
Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And I think also, you know, I don't expect that to happen. Like, I don't expect, you know, this trend of the Ravens defense being so good all season just for them to be playoff droppers. I don't think that's necessarily in the leadership DNA you see from Roquan Smith or offensively the leadership DNA you see from Lamar Jackson. But I'm really excited for this run. And again, we'll figure out what happens to the coaching staff. But there is a bigger goal at hand before that all happens. And that is that one trophy Lamar Jackson cares about, Rocco. You said it. It is that Lombardi. But I appreciate your time, Rocco. Thanks so much for hopping on. Tell people where they can find you and what you're working on. This is an exciting time right now in the city. Uh, if if you're into watching news, you can watch me on Fox 45. We do Sports Unlimited. Um, really, really love it here. And we're really trying to gear up for a Ravens, not only playoff push, but a Super Bowl push. So we're going to be covering them throughout. Myself, Morgan Adsit. Um, you can follow us both on, on Twitter, um, you know, just social media. And then the Ryan Ripken show as well. Do that with uh, Kevin. You know, we get made fun of for our height all the time. So I uh, don't know how much longer we're going to be doing that. But no, they're great guys over there. Have a heck of a time with them. And, uh, you know, short kings got to stay together, right? That's that's the saying. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I might not be much of a king, but, you know, I am short, so give myself that. But always appreciate you having me on, Kevin. Thank you, man. It was awesome. Yeah, and of course, those links to Rocco's work in the description below, including you can go check us out being made fun of for our height over at the Ryan Ripken Show <laughs> as well. Oh, always a good time over there and always a great time here on Locked On Ravens. Rocco, again, appreciate you. And if you enjoyed today's content, be sure to subscribe, follow along, audio form, video form here on Locked On Ravens, five days a week, Ravens content, plus bonus content, live streams, and a lot more. Coming up, we'll be back here talking Ravens football, and we'll know who the Ravens end up playing on Divisional Weekend. Stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here coming up soon on Locked On Ravens.